Please mark number 257. I need thee every hour. I marked it and then I left my book there. But I know this song. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> I need thee every hour. Boy, is there a minute we can make it without him? Even if we aren't aware of him, our very lives only exist because he wills it. Every breath we take, I believe, comes from the creator who put everything together and who is holding everything together this very moment. So our very lives at this moment depend upon him. We need him every hour, whether we know it or not. And I'm so glad that I'm with a group of people here today who recognize the need for God. Because we are very aware that we have all kinds of difficulties. We experience troubles in life. We, here at this place, we go through the difficulties. We go through the trials that are thrown at everyone. But because we believe in Jesus, we know that we shall overcome. And even in the midst of the difficulties, we can have joy in Christ. Jesus is the one who said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 33, if you look in there in the middle of that verse, he says, in the world you have tribulation. You will have many troubles, Jesus acknowledges. He's warning his apostles. I think this is directed particularly at his disciples who are about to carry the message to the world. But we hear the ring of it also. We agree, yes, this world is full of trouble. When I came here in 2002, one of the great men of the congregation, Dale Benedict, I remember him coming forth to this stage on a Sunday night, probably that very same month, I think he was the first man in the congregation I heard preach, he came up to this podium and gave a message, and there was a drink of water here that he needed often because he kept <clears throat> kind of coughing, <clears throat> had to clear his throat. He had thought, from the time that I first came here, he was kind of, he wouldn't give uh, handshakes. I think he would give hugs, I'm not sure, but he didn't want to, touch with the hand he didn't want to give whatever he had to somebody else but it wasn't uh, an illness that could be spread he soon found out and by the way his sermon you anybody remember that sermon jay remember he was talking about the living water and he and he i remember him taking that water and oh the water is so good and he was thinking about jesus the refreshing water of life that comes from Christ, that Holy Spirit within us. He preached, and it wasn't long after that that he was diagnosed with throat cancer. And his health nosedived. He went downhill. That fall was the first time I ever dealt with being a minister, kind of pastoring someone who was going, experiencing death. And he taught me something. And I learned at that time, as Dale died from cancer, that losing your health is a great or the greatest trial of life. 
I think Job, the book of Job, supports that. Losing your health, going through pain, such a great trial. And as I've seen people who would age and lose their health, and as I think about the the rail that's over here that was for Brother Bob Martin to be able to come up and preach on a Sunday night also. I think about the aging process, how it takes its toll. And I agree that this, this idea was, is true that for most people, that growing old is the last and the greatest trial of life. Perhaps it's the hardest thing you ever face and it is something you want to go through. We all want to grow old, but we don't want to grow old. We don't want to lose our health. It's such a difficulty. It's a great trial. And Jesus says, in the world, you have tribulation. Life is full of trouble. Even referencing the book of Job, Job says in there, the man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. We think about our, well, let me stick to my outline. In my early 30s, you know, I had that experience with Dale and I saw growing old really stinks. Losing your health really stinks. But then it wasn't long after that I, uh, I played the fool and twisted my ankle um, and I realized a couple of months later that my ankle doesn't heal. I, my body doesn't heal like it used to. A, a sprained ankle used to be something you'd limp around on for a couple of days and then you'd forget about it. And here I was just 31, 32 years old. And I was in pain for like a year from that. The body changes. We grow old and we deal with those aches and pains, I realized I was growing old too. We all, Lord willing, are going to grow old. We're all going to experience this tribulation. And we got to remember that losing our health to sickness or old age, it's a common trouble. It's a problem that we all experience. But there are other difficulties in life. There are other things that trouble us and come at us. And you think about as the world is, it seems like we make progress in the world and things get easier and we, we have technology that helps us do things better and faster and we can relax a little more. It seems like still the troubles just come. Troubles, Jesus was right, just the world is full of trouble. Our other issues include having dealt with this global pandemic. I just realized that that's a, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call that? Uh, when you say two words, you're saying the same thing. I didn't need to say global pandemic. It was a pandemic. It was terrible. It was scary at first. And it's still dealing with the after effects. They're still scary and difficult. And talking about the pandemic, then that makes my mind flash to politics. And our, our politics are so crazy right now in our nation. Difficulties, troubles, issues, division in our nation just in general over this, that, and the other thing. Seems like everybody has to have an opinion about somebody or something else and then everybody else is wrong and you side with those who are on your side and then everybody else, they're the dummies and the losers and we're the smart ones over here and, you know, and we just division every which way. 
Um, other troubles, just in general, job loss. People lose jobs. Mental illness is such a terrible thing to experience. And depression. Now, how do you, how do you think depression, if you, if you could find a trend line of depression, how do you think it's trended in the last few years? Death of loved ones is something we all have to go through. Crime is, is terrible and on the rise. Poverty is awful and causes such stress to people. Isolation, our, our society is becoming more and more isolated. We're not only in just dividing into groups, it's like we're dividing in groups and then we stick to ourselves in the groups instead of being social with our group. We isolate, stay home, look at our phones, watch TV, infertility, other injustices in the world, in the world at war, what's happened with Ukraine and how it's just sucked the whole world into it. It's just terrible. It's overwhelming. The troubles in life can be overwhelming. The world is full of trouble. Second Corinthians, and, and, and most of what I have here in the rest of this, I'm, I was kind of thinking about our congregation and some of the folks that are dealing with, with physical issues and aging, and I just wanted to be an encouragement to, to us all today because we're reminded just as we think about all the troubles, we're here in earthen vessels. Um, so in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it references us in this shell that we're in, that our spirit is housed in, as being an earthly vessel. It's just flesh and blood. So it's breakable. We have bones that can break. We, can have, we have skin that can tear and rip. We have a heart that can stop beating. But read all of, with me, of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 11, because it tells us we're earthen vessels, but within us the power of God is found. And we just finished that series on the Holy Spirit. And just think about the... The, the fragile nature of our flesh, but the spirit within is so strong. Verses, uh, chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the, in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may manifest, be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Yeah, we grow old. Yeah, we hurt. Yeah, we ache. Yeah, we have issues. Yeah, their problems come, but they don't have the power over what is within us. The power of Christ, the work of God in our lives is more powerful. Through Though our bodies are falling apart, in our spirit we are being made new every day. Same opening, I'm going to jump down a little bit to verse 16 through 18. Probably the one of the verses I read more in uh, my ministry than anything else, because when I go to somebody in the hospital, 
This is where I typically go. This is my easy one. This is my, the reminder, the reminder that we all need when we're going through pain and heartache and difficulty. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. For momentary, light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We fix our eyes on Jesus, and He is our strength. And when we look to Jesus and we know our eternal reward and that eternal we, we know that as we go through difficulties in life, that it's the promise here is that our momentary light affliction. Think about going to a hospital and somebody's had a heart attack and their chest opened up and they've had surgery and they're recovering from something traumatic like that. And I read a verse to them that says, yeah, your momentary light affliction. Oh, wait. You not see me here in this bed? No, I trust in the promises of God. I trust if you have faith that you will agree with this. That what it says is that the greatest difficulty, the worst things that happen to us in this life, number one, they are momentary and they are light compared with something. Compared with the glory that is awaiting us someday. So if you can imagine the magnitude of difficulty in this life and you feel like it's such a great and terrible weight, well, the glory that awaits us, the glory that is going to be revealed to us and in us someday is the magnitude of that weight is going to be outweighed by the glory of God that we are blessed with and we get experience for all eternity. They don't even compare. If our difficulties were this big, eternity with God is going to be, I can't do it, right? It's big, it's huge, it's wonderful. They don't compare. So take heart. Trust in God. Believe what He has promised. Though our bodies are falling apart. Though the difficulties we face feel insurmountable and extreme, trust in Jesus and in your inner self, your inner being, in your spirit. Trust Him to renew you day by day. Glory awaits us because... Our Savior has overcome the world and its troubles. So finally now I'm getting back to the verse that we started with. And I've quoted some words right from the middle. And now we hear all of what Jesus says about troubles. He does acknowledge that this world is full of troubles and you're going to experience them. I've been talking about how difficult life is as we grow old or maybe lose lose our health. But... Hey, when we're young, we experience some terrible things and we experience 
great loss and suffer through some awful experiences. So it's true for all of us. We have to grab hold of this verse and the promise of Jesus and look to Jesus. He says, all of verse 33 in John 16, he says, These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. Now, everybody listen just for a second to me before I finish the rest of the verse. Remember what we've talked about with peace. It's that wholeness and completeness, a complete, wonderful relationship with God and having our life whole and peace, at peace and together, not fragmented and falling apart because of the chaos. Peace is wholeness. He says, I've come that you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. So no matter how difficult it is to walk around and get around and do the things you want to do. If I may, I see, I see Richard, you aren't going to stop getting up here as long as you can. You're going to fight your way to this front no matter what. Jay, if I told you a year ago... You're going to go out door knocking, but you're going to have to be riding that silly little go-kart between doors. You wouldn't have believed me, would you? No way. But we keep on, and why do we do it? Why will we keep on? It's because Jesus has told us, yeah, you're going to face many problems. But take courage. I've overcome the world. I've already, we've already won. The home is prepared. I'm going to come back and take you home. And your light momentary afflictions, they're going to turn, you're going to find out they've been producing for you an eternal weight of glory that far outweighs them. Wait, outweighs the difficulties. What a hope. What an exciting thing as we, as we gather and we hear and we listen and we think about our problems. I hope you were thinking about how difficult life is, but now we're exposed to the truth. Jesus has overcome. And so in Him, we are overcomers. Glory awaits us. Because Jesus, our Savior, has overcome the world and its troubles. The glory that awaits us makes us able to endure life's troubles. Romans chapter 8. It'd be, a, it'd be possible to do this sermon without going to Romans 8, but it'd be really hard. we got to come here. There's so many passages I'm ignoring today, but we're just going to go through these. Look at Romans 8.18, talking about glory that awaits us. Romans 8.18 For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Glory is going to be revealed. Something great awaits. Through Jesus, we're more than conquerors. Still in this opening page, just skipping through a bunch of verses that all apply, but going to verse 31, down to the end of the chapter. Romans 8, 31 and following. What shall we say to these things? God is for us. Who is against us? 
He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather he who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? If I can pause and insert or growing old. Verse 36. Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Verse 38, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're overcomers. The victory is ours through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We are more than conquerors. We overwhelmingly conquer. And I'm reminded as we prepared to go out to knock on doors, we were reminded that that Jesus told his disciples that, that... The gates of Hades will not prevail against this church. The church is strong. We are conquerors. In Christ, not even death scares us. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 through 58. Now I say this, brethren. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the imperishable inherit the... the, Pardon me, flop those. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on the immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, but the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Steadfast, immovable, 
Always abounding in the work of the Lord. We will not give up. We will not give in. Though our body is decaying, yet inwardly we're renewed day by day. And we stand firm in Christ and never stop fighting for Him. Not even death scares us. Even in the face of death, we know that the glory of God is about to be revealed in us. We are about to be changed into something that is indescribable. So we shall overcome the troubles of this life, for we have faith in the things that we've already read. We have faith in Jesus. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves the child born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe? Do you love Him? Do you fully trust in Him? Believing is faith in Him. Listening to Him. Doing what He says. When you have that faith in Christ, then... You shall overcome this world and its difficulties. No matter what that difficulty is that you face. No matter how much it just tells you somebody. There's that voice in your head saying you can't do this. And the truth of God's word says no, you shall overcome. Just follow me. Trust in me. Obey my commands. It's not a burden. And in Christ, we know that we'll have eternal life. 1 John 5.13, John writes, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so you may know you have eternal life. Be an overcomer. Be immersed into Christ Jesus. Live by faith in Him. He's overcome the world. He's overcome its difficulties. He hasn't taken them away. But He'll be there for us. And He'll get, them, he'll get us through them. And He has in store for us glory beyond Anything that we can imagine. Stay strong. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. If anybody needs to respond, give your life to Christ or respond to the invitation, you're welcome to come today. Won't you come now as we stand together and sing this song of encouragement?